Commonwealth. I'm Antonia Gonzalez. And I'm Karen Wright. It is 935. And joining us now, our good friend Barb Lampson, who she and I are just feeling the spring with the sun so high in the sky. Even though there was snow, the birds started singing again, Barb. And I just know spring is right around the corner, finally. Yes, it's such a wonderful time of awakening and hope. Yesterday, I was out in my greenhouse, and with the solar, it was 94 degrees in there, and I had to have the main door open and take in a little cool air. It was just wonderful feeling all the sunshine on you. And the other thing that just fluffs up my spirit is the fact that on Sunday, we're going to be celebrating Earth Day. That's right, and I know there's some things around town going to be taking place. There are lots of things going on, and you know, I didn't realize that Earth Day was started in 1970. We have been celebrating Earth Day for 48 years I now. feel old now. Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, um, I, the purpose of starting Earth Day was really to celebrate the environment and to make people aware of of our great, great planet. And there's some things that are going on that are great. I like the idea that uh, out at Miniopa Park, they're doing a geocaching, which is uh, free, and you go and you find the different sites, and at each site you will learn about a plant, um, an animal uh, that exists uh, uh, on the land. Now in they the provide water. the equipment too, because I don't have a whatever you need for a geocache. I don't. Think. I, yeah, and and if you want to find out about that, I didn't read that they were pri- providing equipment, but they have a toll free number. It's eight 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 six four six. 6367. So check that out. So that it starts 8 o'clock Sunday morning. That would be a great, I, you know, great opportunity to get out with your kids and do things. And then also on Saturday, the library is having programs for children. Uh, that's another opportunity to, to celebrate our great earth. And I read about a, a program that was started over at the uh, Willowbrook, Willowbrook cooperative, which is a housing development, where the people were putting all their table scraps and things in with their garbage, and they decided to start separating those out. And now they collect these food scraps, uh, not grease, and and they, at the end of the week, this dear man, Philip Bachman, takes the scraps down to be to go in to compost. So, and would you believe it? They are now collecting 100 pounds a week. So that's 100 pounds a week that's not going in the garbage. And you know what happens when you get Every little bit helps, Barb. It, well, yes. And you know, 100 pounds isn't a little bit. When you think of what happens when things like that go into the landfill, that's where we get all the gases and that that are emitted and get up in those greenhouse gases. So just great things that you can do. Just go online and look for Arbor Day. You'll find many, many celebrations. But what's really important, Karen, is what we are doing individually. How can we every single day of our life do something better. And I want to share this little story. My daughter told me, she said, Mom, you are so cheap. And I said, why is that? <laughs> because and you don't like to buy everything new. You like to reuse things, right? Is I that do, you, I do. Like I, pots, for example. Or like last night I was planting some, some marigold seeds at a, and I, I used egg cartons so I don't have to buy anything and you know, re, right. I can reuse them and they go back into the 
soil and they're composted. And so, I mean, is that the kind of thing she means because you're cheap? Well, actually, we were going to play cards. Oh, dear. and and you I made w- your own. No, I I, w- I was going through the garbage and I picked out an envelope and I said, "Oh, this will work just fine." And she said, "Oh, for your scoring." Yeah, for scoring. Oh, yeah. And she said, "Mom," and I said, "Hey, listen." And then she said, "Mom, you're so cheap." I said. Listen, I'm not cheap. I love trees. I'm going to do everything I can to save a tree. And so when I get junk mail or when I get envelopes, I just have a place where I put that. And when I'm going to make a grocery list or I'm going to play cards with my husband or anytime I need a scrap of paper that is just throwaway, I use it again, and that makes me feel really happy. And then it goes into the recycling. My my husband, I always kind of get after him because he saves those plastic containers, whether it's a yogurt cup, whether it's something if you get order something and you get it in the plastic container, and they're everywhere. And so last night when I was looking for for uh, something to put these new seeds that I planted in these uh, egg cartons under. He says, just wait. And he says, and I know, he says, you laugh at me because I save all this stuff. Because I'm like, why are we saving all this stuff? Because it's everywhere. But yet, here we, here yes. he was. He was yes. able to say, see? So and here's, and this is so great. So here's the, here's the mindset you have to have. When you go to the store and it comes in plastic, because it takes a thousand years to break down plastic if it breaks down at all. So this is a petroleum product. So when you go to the store, if it comes in plastic, say, do I really need that? Or can I find that so that it's not in this plastic? Right. So the thing that just breaks my heart is I've always drank milk. I come from a dairy farm. And these gallon jugs, and I recycle them, but honestly, why can't we just go back to all paper? You know, what's it? Well, I used to use glass and used to wash them and reuse them over and over. Yeah. Same with uh, pop bottles. When they used to, I remember if you did get some pop, you save the bottles, you'd return them, you get to, five cents or something yes and it was the biggest thing when you were a kid yeah if you actually found some of those bottles and you saved them and and you took them in and and you got your money wow that was that was really cash in your pocket so that was a great thing but there are so many ways that in our personal life you know both you and I have rain barrels yes an uh, avid rain barrel proponent I can't tell you how many thousands of gallons of water that I have saved and it's better for the plants because it's it's the the uh, outside temperature so they won't get shocked and it's it doesn't have anything you know added to it's it it's not treated right it's not with all treated those chemicals and, things. and so I feel better about that but yeah I mean and, and literally I've got one on each corner of my house and now at the lake house I've got one and I'm adding more so you know I've had four and now I have two more so I'm going to have six six rain barrels and they're going to be those two are going to be in tandem, one on top mm. of the other. So we'll see how that goes. So when we think about uh, Arbor Day, it's really making a commitment and really saying, you know, uh, all what I do and say and all my actions should reflect how I feel about the planet that we live on. You know, showing that kind of respect and love this is this is where we live. We need clean air. We we need uh, to do everything that each of us can do, whether it's a very small thing or a bigger thing. I mean, do that. Find a way to do that, and then tell your neighbors about it. Well, I want to give you, here's an example of how a lot of times attitudes have to change first. There, uh, on Facebook, uh, one of my friends who was a TV reporter had interviewed someone about 
fertilizing. And they had talked about using, they were using um, chemical fertilizers. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I responded saying, hey, Natalie, why don't you have somebody talk use organic fertilizers? And someone on the Facebook commented, she says, and I suppose you think we should use, uh, and I suppose you don't use um sprays and things for pests either and I said well no I don't I use organic methods and they just couldn't they just couldn't believe that and thought how foolish I was because I was wasting so much time and I thought do you know how they're looking back now at how chemicals maybe it has something to do with all the illnesses and issues of health we have now but this person couldn't fathom that you would even think about using organic because well, you wouldn't get the instant results or the perfect lawn. And I thought, really? That is an attitude that we have to change. That is so arrogant. That it, Yeah, to think that I'm so good or that I need to have everything perfect, but the, who cares about the, the future generations? Yeah, that is that is absolutely. But I was just floored that they couldn't. And I, I said, so I, I wrote a note. I said to, to this gal, uh, Natalie, who is now a uh, television anchor. And she's in Kansas, actually. And I said, Contact your local extension. They can provide you ideas on method you can use without having to use chemicals. You know, I just side-dressed uh, my house plants, the ones that are always in the house, with uh, kale. And, uh, or kale. Kale? Kelp, kelp you mean. Kelp, I was going to say kale. kale. You got kale. With kelp. I, I, always I don't to- like the taste of it either, Barb, but geez. <laughs> and you know, the thing about some of these things, and, and this is really true, like kelp. I've had liquid kelp, and now I've got the granules. It isn't so easy to find these things in our gardening centers. No, it really isn't. It, you know, it's it's becoming, as people demand it, they'll do it. But until we get a lot of people asking for it, then you don't see right, it. Right, right. Uh, that's that's really unfortunate. So if you if you have to go online, then go online. You'll find these things there. That's for that's for sure. But uh, anything that we can do, I think we need to do, and we need to uh, talk to people about that, and we need to talk to children. You know, we we have a cha- uh, an opportunity this summer again to be in the uh, summer school program where master gardeners are going to be teaching gardening classes. To the kids through the ACES program, which is an after-school or summer program for kids whose parents, you know, work. And they're so delightful. And uh, I'm going to be doing that again this year, which just uh, warms my heart to think about that. And, And all these wonderful... Kids are so interested, and they want to do what's right. And once you have them planting something and they watch it grow, it seems to make a huge impression on them. And because we measure things and they'll say, how did it grow that fast? Mm -hmm. And there's that opportunity to talk about, you know, the needs of the plants and and then when you start harvesting food, they just are delighted in the fact that they grew this. This is something that they accomplished. That is such a wonderful opportunity. If you have an opportunity, children in your neighborhood, introduce them to gardening. You know, do that too. I've got my kids. It's funny now because, you know, they hear me talking about this stuff all the time. So so now they will say, that they'll comment on why doesn't that person use organic or things like that because they hear mom talking about it so you can influence your kids yes you can yeah you know the other thing that um, has happened in these last 48 years is we have so many thrift stores now the nonprofits. it's what it's a big fundraiser for them and we don't have to throw things away they shouldn't end up in the landfill take them to 
your thrift store. And if they're in good shape, you know, they're going to take uh, take that. If you can't repurpose or reuse it, then take it there. And then there's also on 3rd Avenue, we have the um, uh, uh, Blue Earth County is there, and they're collecting uh, unused paint and different the types of things like waste, that. So they don't go and in the, the water streams or the water supplies, yes. things like that. And you know, that's a great place to go shopping too. They have a store out there. It's free. Do you know I needed a little bit of white paint? And I thought, I'm not going to go buy a quart or a pint of white paint. I went out there and I found white paint that I needed for just a little bit of painting. I still had some left when I got done. Yeah, why buy a, why buy a whole thing when you only need a little bit? Right, and so I took it back. After I used what I needed out of there, it was still perfectly good. I took it back. Somebody else can touch up something just like you did. Yes, and I also had a rust spot, and I wanted to take this rust off, and I thought, oh my gosh, I wonder if somebody would have donated something like that, and they did. So I used it. I got my rust spot off, and I took this product right back to them, and they could, the next person could use it. Right. So I wanted to, um, <coughs> of course, Earth Day is coming up, something to think about, and Barbara and I are always trying to think like that. And uh, since I've been Master Gardener, I've been thinking more and more about it, too. And as you have kids, you think about it more and more. So Yes, yes, you do. But I was also busy repotting and starting seeds at home now. Oh, Barb, my house looks like it's a, a greenhouse, and I wish I had more lights because I just don't have enough, but I have started a lot of barewood things that I have in pots, and they've just shot up because they're ready to go. Yes, they are. You know, as a matter of fact, our friend Harvey Hess said the very same thing. He said, I don't know what I can do. You know, he's been raising succulents, and now he has one species. He has 30. And so he does something so well, I can see where he needs more lights. But we were talking about the the dahlias, and, you know, Harvey gets these. He he has beautiful dinner plate size, which is big, big as yes, your head, flowers, and they're beautiful. Awards and yes. and gives, them, <clears throat> gives them away to everybody. So I went down and checked my dahlias, and sure enough, they were sprouting. As a matter of fact, a couple of bulbs had uh, sprouts on them that were, I would say, six inches high. So... I did what Harvey's going to do. I brought them up. I found deep pots to put them in. And I suppose these pots were at least, um, I'm going to say, three to four gallons. Mm -hmm. And this is just a holding thing. I, and uh, I put in really good potting soil. And I put some uh, uh, kelp in with them. And uh, watered them well. And I've got them in the sun. And you know what? It just seemed like overnight. They shot up. Just I did that with hostas too. <clears throat> and the leaf um, that was just coming out of this stem just opened up, came up, and opened up. It was just it was so lovely. It just I just can't believe that miracle every time that happens. Well, you know, I last week bought some onion. Uh, they're not the they're not the bulbs. What do you call them? Are they the sets? The sets, the sets. So they're like the little teeny skinny little onions with the little tops. And I went to our favorite uh, store, uh, Garden Center Drummers, and I got um, three different varieties in a nice bundle. And uh, I went there yesterday, and they had a little sign out saying, you know, we can't put these in the ground for a while. So what should we do? Well, they suggested taking the the bundle and putting it in a pot with some potting soil. So at least it'll have a chance to start to get some right. some roots versus drying out because they can dry out and I've done that yes. in the past <clears throat> and wasted them all. Yeah. So those are some things to think about. You say, well, I want to get out there. When am I going to get out there? Well, we really 
have patience because I know it's going to be warm next week and you're going to think, oh, I'm going to get out there and dig, but it's still too wet. You're going right. to compact the soil. But have you ever done that? I've never actually done that where they suggested you take the onion sets and put them in some nice potting soil and just let them kind of get a start until you can get out in your soil. No, I haven't done that, But Karen. it seems like it makes sense. But, yeah, it would. And, um, you know, I start leeks and I start them from seed. I've got those going. And uh, I make them in the, I plant them in the, up in the um, one pot and then using very light potting uh, mix. Mix, it, right. You can separate them out very, very easily without breaking. And then I, I put them again into a, uh, individual pots. And uh, it, the onions seem to do really well and grow really, really fast. Anything in that onion family is, is really good. And you know, um, the nuns up at Good Council, in one of their gardens, they raise onions. I've never seen such beautiful onions as they have. And the majority of the onion is above ground. And and Now, my parents used to do that, too, where as they used to seem like they pulled some of the soil away so the onion could stick out of the ground. And I, I don't know what the, the science behind that is. I, I'm not sure either. If, if, the, if you think that um, then the skin gets tougher, so, you know, because cause it becomes the the envelope or it protects the rest of the part that you're going to use. I don't know what it is, but boy, they have just lovely, lovely, beautiful onions. I've never seen onions get so big and so, oh, well, just... I- just lovely. And I noticed the leek sets are out, the, the shallots are out at the garden center, and the coal crops, which coal crops are things like your cabbages, your Brussels sprouts, your cauliflower, your, I think I said cabbages already, so those kind of crops. Sure. And I did buy some sets because I don't plant them by seed because I don't need a whole bunch of them, so I just get you know a little like four pack of, of them. And so I have them in the house now, and I'm have a fan blowing on them because you want to to get them hardened Stronger. off. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the, the, by this fan blowing, it imitates the wind. So they're in my house now. I can't <coughs> put them out yet, but I'm trying to, to get them so they're used to having wind blown, et cetera, and I'll gradually be moving them out a little bit to get a little sun because if you put them all at once, all of a sudden they get the sun burn. Yes. Yes. So it's important that we will be <coughs> able to start some of those coal crops soon, right? and especially with a raised bed garden like mine, it is warmer faster. And one of the things, <clears throat> if you're going to simulate this movement, you want, if you're using a fan, um, it should be a smaller fan. It should be on a, on a very slow speed. I have it on speed, low. Right. And <laughs> not, and not really, because you don't want to dry them out either. So, uh, and then turn them, you know, uh, if, if you have them facing the fan, then turn them, turn them, keep rotating them, just like you would in the window where you're getting sunshine. I wonder so. if I should be doing that with my other things in pots, like my hostas and... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Keep turning them. i got to get yes. a box fan out yeah. there because I've got them all over the floor. But what are some things we can do? Because people are going to be wanting to, to get out there. I think, I mean, uh, some things in pots, like the pansies are still doing fine. The They, they don't mind a little cold on them, their cell, themselves. And well, <clears throat> I think just now it's just kind of watch and wait. Um, as as things start popping out of the ground, you know, my dear neighbor, Mrs. J, was over and informed me that uh, where the snow had melted, her tulips were six inches high. And I said, wow, 
that's great. And, uh, and and she's watching, and she keeps pretty good records too right. of what's going on, and and she's really excited too for this this first color. Well, I'm excited about the first color. The only thing is when we get warm like this quickly is things like the tulips don't last very long because when it's cooler they'll they'll last for you know they can last up to a week but if it's a really warm hot windy day their blooms get gone just really fast you know we had a wonderful year in 2010 and um, Barb Maher and I made a program for KTV on on tulips and everything that year you just came on at the same time it was the tulips came up the daffodils came up it just was uh, just just really amazing the cherry bushes i have they got blossoms at the same time as these things happening as well as did my flowering crab and uh we were talking about doing another program and i told barbara i said that was so phenomenal when everything happens all at once but maybe that'll happen this year too i don't know i was digging through my notes and i found that uh uh and i believe this is 2010 uh uh one day after Easter Sunday, which was the end of February, the weather was in the 70s, and the Glenwood Avenue hillside revealed the following wildflowers within a few feet of each other. There were dogtooth violets or trout lilies. There was adder's tongue or uh, nodding bell-shaped flowers, and there was wild ginger. And that was all three of those were going at the same time, and that date was April 25th. So maybe we'll see things just springing to life at the same time. Nature is really amazing. And it's good. Um, If you have a little notebook, just jot some of these things down with the date because you will soon forget. You think you won't, but... Do you know now they have notebooks that are waterproof? So you know how a lot of times if you want to go out in the garden with your notebook and I find that they'll they'll get wet or from water splashing or... And so now they have waterproof ones for gardeners, which is really you cool. You know, I wish I would have had that for my cookbooks because I've splattered all over cookbooks that I have <laughs> when I've had them on the counter and I'm cooking and something. And now they've gotten the pages that look yellow. And I can never leave those to anybody because they think, oh, these things look so horrible. But yet I've used those for 50 years. See, we're going to run out of time here before. I wanted to talk about uh, we are in the Pledge Drive bar. We are. And we've got some great T-shirts, which you've got one, and I know you really I, like it. It's very nice. Yes. Uh, you know, I wear my T-shirt very proudly because I love public radio. It's one of the ways that we get information um, that is uh, many points of view. So uh, I I hope you will support us here at KMSU, too. And what I'd like to do this year is every year I do a uh, consult and a free plant if you pledge $50. Yeah, let's explain what this means. So for a $50 pledge, Barb Lampson, who has been a master gardener for over 30 years, will do a consultation in your yard, landscape, garden, whatever it is. And I mean, talk about a good deal. You have a professional, someone who's been, well, amateur professional, as we call ourselves. Goodness, yes. <laughs> but but I mean, Master, we've got a lot of experience. But uh, for a $50 pledge, you can have Barb come out to your place. And we have had n- a number of people do that in the past. And you've, sure. you've tell me some of the things you've done when you've been out to their well, place. Well, you know, well, for, first of all, it's surprising to hear from our listeners who are out of town 
Uh, last year I was in Wasika, and um, uh, the lady had moved back here from Washington, D.C., and uh, um, she was consulting me about her mother's yard. It just, they couldn't grow grass, and so she wanted to find out what to do. Well, the problem really was her father, who had been a farmer and retired into town, had planted that lawn so full of trees. Oh, no. There were tree roots, and it was so shady. And so she, she we talked about some things. Really, um, sometimes what you have to do is either trim up the trees or you're going to have to take a few of them out. And, or you're just going to leave it that way, and you can put shady things in. So, But yet for her mother, she wanted to be able to mow be, the, what the weeds and the stuff were. So, but it, you can give them uh, some ideas and some just suggestions for what will work, and and they decide for themselves. Uh, also, we had uh, we had calls from Janesville, Mapleton, uh, <clears throat> different places like that, and um, of, of course uh, Neil and Sandy Shooty. My favorite. oh, you've gone out there a couple times, I think. Yes, I just love them. They have they have this uh, five acres. And uh, they they're doing something with every part of it. They have a native prairie, and uh, and they also have gardens. They have hostas. They have shade. They have fruit trees. They have raspberry bushes. They have a big garden, and uh, it's it's just it's just a lovely lovely place to it, to be. So they have maybe a little more experience than some people. Maybe you're a new to gardening and really don't know anything. And I mean, what an opportunity to have somebody come to your place and give you an hour of free consultation. And I know you also usually bring some sort of a nice plant as a gift. I yes. don't know what this year you figured it out yet. You're gonna. You know what? I usually know exactly what I'm going to do. This year, I have to wait for the snow to melt. To see what's coming up nicely. And then I will wait to bring it to you until it's, I've got it repotted and it's growing really, and it's very, very healthy. Yes. So uh, I'd love to, we just love meeting our our listeners. And honestly, um, anytime you have a question or anything uh, you want me to visit, I'm just happy to do that. Just give me a call here at the station. But if you want Barb to come to your house personally, this we have two, only two. Right. Because Barb's time, time is limited, but you can have a consultation at your home. Barb will come out there. And, of course, unless you're in Washington, D.C., it has to be within a reasonable driving <laughs> distance unless yes. you fly her out there, of course. But, I mean, seriously, I know you've got provided some valuable information to uh, other people, and you're going to provide them a nice plant. So if uh, you're a gardener or a wannabe gardener and maybe you don't know anything, Barb is a teacher. That She's a teacher at heart, and she is wonderful in terms of explaining things and and we'll even look to help you with planning and educating you about what maybe will work or won't work to do that you can call us for a 50 dollars pledge and have one-on-one -on -one time an hour with barb and garden consultation by calling 507-389-5678 there's only two two opportunities for this so call right away 507-389-5678 or 1-800-456 7810. Again, 507-389-5678. Call for your free garden consultation with Barb one-on-one. -on -one, master gardener for over 30 years. And if you have seen her yard, her gardens, you would say, wow, 
She's one you want to want to listen to. She knows what she's talking about. So, Barb, I know it's something you enjoy doing, too. Yes, it is. And thank you very much, Karen. And just let me remind you that uh, Arbor Day is a day for you to celebrate this great planet that we live on. And remember throughout the week that all your all your actions and commitments should show the respect you have for this planet. Thank you, Barb. So, again, we are offering this. Uh, there's only two out there for you. You need to call now, 507 507- Three eight nine five six seven eight. A fifty dollar pledge to KMSU. We'll all go to KMSU, but Barb is donating her time to come to your place to do consultation uh, with whatever it is you want to know about. Whether it's composting, whether it's what to plant, maybe it's just about rain barrels. Whatever it is, she uh, she's very knowledgeable, and we'll be glad to help you. So five zero seven three eight nine. Five six seven eight. All right, it is three minutes after ten, and I gotta tell you, you are listening to a Minnesota morning on the Maverick at KMSU Radio, eighty nine point seven FM in Mankato and KMSK ninety one point three FM in Austin. Online at KMSU.org, broadcasting from the campus of Minnesota State University, Mankato. Big ideas and real world thinking. 42 degrees outside, going to be a high of 48. That's close to 50. Yay, and sunshine today. Uh, tomorrow, 53 and overcast, and then Sunday, 61 and sunshine. Sounds like a good weekend compared to what we've had the last couple where it's been snowy. This forecast, no snow. Again, if you want to do that, I know that there's somebody on the phone uh, getting one of those consultations one-on-one with Barb Lampson, Master Gardener, for a $50 pledge. If you are interested, give us a call now. We'll uh, get you signed in, 507 389 Today is Friday, April 20th. I am Rebecca Shank, and this is the news. Minnesota State University Mankato Recreation Parks and Leisure Services students taking an event management course are running a It's Glow Time 5K. Students Samantha Murphy, Sponsorship Coordinator, and Race Johnson, Logistics Coordinator, talk about the struggles they experienced. First year 5Ks are always like hard to get people to come out to, so we have to make it interesting. I know it's more like.